tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Coming up on Crypt. Leave it. Leave it. <laughs> Coming up on Trillionaire Mindset, CPI numbers down, inflation is easing. Is a manu- <laughs> is, a, is American manufacturing back in a big way? We'll find out. Oh, it might be, baby. The EPA lays out rules to turbocharge sales of electric vehicles, but can we handle it on the grid? We've got a hot new crypto corner for you. Bitcoin's back above 30K, and they might have found their latest scam. Oh, baby, all that and more. <laughs> Welcome back to Noggy at the Beat Band. Kramer, when I get done with you. Yeah. Are you ready? Fill me up, you know. Bitcoin solves this. Bitcoin 100,000. <laughs> Can I get a pew? Oh, we're getting a phone call here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll tell him. That was uh, Al from Home Improvement. He, uh... Said he wants his shirt back. <laughs> That's it? That's the best you got? Doing the Tim Allen thing? What's the other one? That's a really good one. Thank you. It's my one useless talent. At the uh, one of the last places that I worked, people would ask me to do it all the time. And I wouldn't do it. I would just wait until like oh, Friday after. It. I would withhold it. Yeah, because I was like, you can't dilute the market. You can't flood the market with the Tim yeah. Allen sound. Thank you for making that facial expression. <laughs> I, I mean, I doubt. Well, because I knew I, that some I, people didn't like it and were annoyed by it. And I, I didn't I'm sure be there's a guy. lot of, yeah. <clears throat> so I I'm just, a bit dubious about how many people were like, come on, Ben, we're begging. No, they would on Slack, on the Slack channel. They'd be like, do it. Come on, give us an uh in the group chat. Yeah. Well, so then, yeah, randomly on a Friday or something, I would, uh, I would just, and people are privately them. going, "It's it's Friday. Do you think we'll do it?" <laughs> yeah, those were the days. Uh, hey, the uh, there you go. I go got for nothing. it. I yeah, got got is that nothing. a salmon-colored shirt? Who's to say what color it is? Yeah, I can't tell under these lights. Probably salmon. Yeah, salmon looks good on you. What am I doing with Thanks, my phone? Thanks, man. I, I, I like I like it. I like the color. Salmon color. Yeah, nice color. I think it looks good on you. Thanks, pal. <clears throat> Do you think? Yeah, the hot guy store called. They want to congratulate you on another successful purchase. Oh, they, that's so great! I'll have to send them a thank you. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. think we're gonna beat the um, baby girl allegations? I'm confident that uh, we're we're confident with our legal <laughs> approach, with our strategy, that we will beat these baby girl allegations. Yeah, <laughs> this is actually a boys only episode, so yeah. this is what we're trying it out. So if if you're a girl, turn it off. Yeah, turn it off. All right, now that the girls have turned it off. Now's <laughs> time to get down to business. Yeah, boys. <laughs> I was digging in some dirt the other day. <laughs> uh, I did do ketamine yesterday again um, for the first time in it's like- It's funny you four. told me you had a doctor's appointment. I thought that I had- Yeah, well- it, <laughs> He told me and Zach. He said, sorry, boys, I have a doctor's appointment. And then just a few hours later, you were like- uh, notes from the ketamine session. <laughs> it's wild, man. I uh, yeah, I hadn't done it in since January, and um, it really is funny when you're when you're there and you you're in another dimension and you're saying the things out loud. You're like, yeah, this is so profound, and I I'm totally gonna remember what this feels like and what I'm experiencing. And then when I actually read it, it's posted on my Instagram story. If you're curious. Uh, I'm reading it and I'm like, yeah, I it makes sense grammatically, but I can't picture what it was that I was seeing. My favorite part was when you just went, 
Lisa, you're writing this down, right? Well, I, I didn't say it like that. I was laying there and I said, Lisa, you're writing this down, right? Because I, I wanted her to, because I- Lisa, yeah. this is this is gold. This is gold. Tell me this you're getting good this. good shit. These are gold nuggets I'm crapping out at you. But- Did it take? Are you fixed? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally fucking fixed. Well, oh, yeah. I, I do remember that part where I, I saw my own chin. It was like I saw, you know when you see a 3D map of uh, of like a- uh, a VFX artist when they do a 3D map of someone's face and they lay it out flat in 2D. I don't know. Luke, do you know what I'm talking about? Where they have like a 3D model of someone's face and they, they map it out uh, flat. Oh yeah, texture map. Yeah, texture map. I could see like a texture map of my own chin for some reason. What do you get out of this? Like what do you get out like when you come Dude, out? Dude, you fucking trip. Well, you get no, out. No, but we, it, uh, you know, feels I could do like... that with my friends. <laughs> what do you get out of it? You, um... Besides a thousand <sighs> <laughs> it's like it's 600 uh but it's hard to describe it's um a new a new perspective it kind of it literally takes you out of your own mind for 45 minutes hmm. and allows you to kind of relax and just go where go with the flow truly it 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 truly forces you to be in the present in a crazy fucking way highly recommend are you just going to are you going to do this I'll maybe do it again in like four months. Oh, oh, yeah. It's it's not. Yeah, I don't know, but <clears throat> it rocked. Nice. Well, remember to not lie about your drug. That's when it gets weird. What do you mean? Oh, saying I had a doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. Well, because I I partly wanted to save it for here. I don't know. To be like, yo, I went did ketamine yesterday. <clears throat> but also, yeah, I just didn't think. It was pertinent information, even though it totally is, because that's... Well, we actually have someone here today who wants to talk to you. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> anyway, check the disclaimer in the description box. We're doing a live stream on May 4th, so be sure to tune in for that. Or We're not... no, we don't care. Yeah, or don't. Also, that one might be boys only, too. Yeah, yeah. If you're a girl and you're still watching, you're breaking the rules. <laughs> Getting we're, on we're, our shit list. <clears throat> we're going to talk to someone at YouTube and probably get you in trouble. Yeah. We have your IP address and coming for you. <laughs> we're calling the cops. We're talking fines. Possible jail time. Do you remember that guy, that dad who had a, a daughter who, what what did he say? It was, a, it was a meme. It was in like 2010. And he said, uh, do you remember what I'm talking about? You, you got to give him way more than that. There was a guy with a daughter in 2010. Do you remember what I'm talking he, about? It was it was the biggest meme. She was like crying hysterically, and he goes, "I'm calling the cops." Oh yeah, I do. Or something like that. Yeah. You, fuck. All right. I remember. Yeah. No. I know. All right. Fuck. But, but again, he, we're he not said talking something about specific. This he is was a boys like, "Only one." Yeah. Anywho. Right. She was getting bullied or something. She was getting bullied, and yeah. he he said, "Yeah, I don't." Is it important? What the fuck. He said, "No, it's not important." <laughs> Nothing is important. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. All right, let's hammer these out. We got the Reddit. <laughs> the Reddit hit 4,000 subscribers. It's also, it's kind of picking up big time. It's, uh... Yeah, you little freaks. We love like it. There's like 4,200 now or something. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Oh, speaking of, we got a Photoshop challenge. We took some uh, funny photos that we we're going to share for uh, you guys on the subreddit for you to Photoshop us. It'll go live on our Reddit page. So submit there, and we will show the best ones on our next live stream on May 4th. And now here's the big ones, okay? We got some subscriber milestones for you. First one, when we do... This one's for the real freaks out there who don't subscribe. Yeah, you little fucker. But we're going to do... We're going to unlock some bonus content for the world to see. We're tired of hiding behind our paywall. Uh, you know, we want to let people see what's behind it. So when we hit 70K, we got some pretty special stuff we're going to release out into the wild. So if you want to see that, tell your friends to subscribe, call your parents, get whoever you got to get. Fake accounts. Fake accounts, whatever you got to do. Call one of those farms in China that just has some girl watching 70 phones. And now this is the big one, though. Everyone's been asking when we're going to do the two-hour episode, and Ben has finally agreed. When we hit 85K subscribers, yeah. 85,000 subscribers, we are going to do a two-hour live stream. Yeah. Trying to reach this goal by the end of the summer. You think it's achievable? And if it's not reached by the end of the summer? We're going to quit. Yeah. We'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not going to say 
which end of summer we're going by. Whether it's going to be <laughs> the unofficial end of summer, which is Labor Day weekend, or the official end of summer, which I believe is September 21st. Yeah, I, I, I still don't know when all the seasons start and end. I East Coast is very much Labor Day to... No, no, Memorial Day to Labor Day is the summer. What's the thing? You can't be white after Labor Day? That is not the thing. You can't wear white after uh, Oh, okay, That's good. I thought I was going to be in trouble. I've been fucking up my whole life. But LA has a whole different summer. I mean, it's summer here till like November 15th. But so we're, we'll figure it out. It's either Labor Day or, or September, <laughs> September yeah. 21st. At some point, but we're probably not going to make at, it anyway. So. <laughs> so enjoy this while it lasts. Yeah. Uh, what you got your, your? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a. Uh, I forgot to. I forgot to um, say it last time. We were doing another show with Tuck Shop, April twenty first. We'll put a little ticket link in the description. It's in Los Angeles. Got a bunch of. Oh yeah, in Los Angeles at Permanent Records Roadhouse. It's gonna be super fun. We got a bunch of people. Ali Makovsky's gonna be there. Mecky Leaper, Robbie Hoffman. It's gonna be the BMX guy. No, it's gonna be very fun. Buy a ticket. We'll put a we'll put a ticket link in the description. Thanks. Anywho, you see the big news, pal? Oh, about Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we know. Oh, dude. How tight was that? It's crazy. Yeah. You don't know. We're talking <laughs> about we're talking about inflation. CPI. It came in at five percent. That's right, boys. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's right, boys. That's right, boys. Cel- time to celebrate. CPI is down, baby. The boys are freaking yeah. Back. Well, the boys are back. Egg prices, woo! <laughs> Egg prices are down ten percent. Oh my fucking lord! Call up. We're getting our protein, baby. We're getting our protein. I don't give a shit. Cholesterol's high. Give me one of them eggs. Fry it up. Scramble it. Pickle it. Pickle it. Always pickle them eggs, bitch. What's the one where you put it on fucking eggs Benedict? Uh, poached. poached. Poach, Poach them, them Poach shit. Poach them if you got them. That's we're what we celebrating. We're, I'm going to grab a chicken by the neck and just fucking, sque- just fucking squeeze the eggs no, out of them. you know what you do? Oh, what? you're squeezing the eggs. Yeah, I thought what? you were killing it. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Well, because the golden goose. You, <laughs> right, you can't sure. kill it. You gotta, <laughs> I got worked up. Yeah, you got to make sure that them, uh, them eggs keep on popping out. So, baby, we are pumped. The eggs are cheap. The eggs are cheaper. Uh, the, the biggest drop in egg prices ever. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, pretty much everything was down in the CPI across the board, except for shelter, which is still going up. Good thing we don't need that at all. Yeah, good thing we don't need... Good thing uh, Maslow, <laughs> Maslow was smoking crack when he came up with that whole hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, food away from home, a.k.a. like restaurants and shit, that was still up. I mean, Jesus Christ, you go to a Mexican restaurant these days and they, they're charging it for the chips and salsa. I actually don't know. I haven't sat down in a Mexican restaurant in a while. I actually did just sit down and it was great. It was great. You did? Which one? Uh, it was on the way back from Antelope Valley. Ooh, ooh. Did you see any antelope? No, but I saw those freaking blooming flowers. It's going oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, because of all the rain, the, it's going to super bloom so hard you're going to be able to see it from space. Get the fuck out of here. Really? Look it up. Well, I don't have any trips planned to space. My Amex miles won't get me that high into the stratosphere. Yeah, CPI came down, so that's good, which means that the interest rate is approaching, I think it's currently, I mean, if CPI is at 5% and the interest rate's currently at like 5%, we're almost to that inflection point that the Fed's going for, which is getting the interest rate above. Uh, I think they said even uh, their rate hikes are still on the table. Yeah, they did. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. And they want to hit that button. Man, they really bad. do. They want to take all the fucking froth out of the market. It's really annoying how behind the curve they they are, and it makes you wonder how behind the curve they are this time cuz famously since 2020 they're like inflation is transitory. It's it's transitory and then it very much wasn't. So, you know, we've talked a lot about their credibility mostly being fucking in the toilet. In the in the shitter, but yeah. But anyway, uh, we all know that a big part of inflation, as from when we had um, esteemed guest David, David Dayan, Dayan on, that and as we've talked about many times, yes, comes from supply chain issues. Supply chain issues, and one big thing that COVID revealed was <clears> that uh, the supply chain is rather um, weak and prone to problems. Prone to disruption. 
Um, but I saw some very good news, which is that American manufacturing is back. We, you know, right, we got a huge good news all around. <clears throat> there's this. a huge story in the Wall Street Journal yes. about just how freaking back American manufacturing John is. John Wick style. Yeah. They had, they had American manufacturing tied up to a chair, and they were like, and American manufacturing said, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> it was this guy. It was this guy with the hard hat. That yeah, they, he's He said, I'm thinking back. I'm back. Um, who is that guy? He's a, oh, he's in a cheese plant north of Lansing, Michigan. But in 2022, just last year, a record $108 billion went toward uh, construction related to manufacturing, which was more than schools, healthcare centers, or office buildings. Because fuck hospitals, fuck offices, for sure. We got to build this shit. We got to build it. But I think 50% of it, over uh, uh, close to 50% of that construction is related to electric vehicle batteries and semiconductors because now we got government incentives. Yeah, the government wants to put all a bunch of spending behind EV production and, and microchip production, battery production. Because it's now like a matter of national security, straight up. Straight up. Straight up, dog. Because most of it is done, <laughs> semiconductor manufacturing is done, the majority of it across the globe is done in Taiwan. Yeah, TSMC. And things aren't going very well in Taiwan with uh, our relations with Taiwan and China. Yeah. Not very good. Wait, can we, should we play the clip now? Of the guy? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Okay, so, <clears throat> right, as, you know, so over the past few months, things have been ramping up. You had people getting up in arms because Nancy Pelosi was going to Taiwan, and now more American officials are going to Taiwan, and people are kind of scratching their heads going, what the fuck do I want to get into, you know? Why are we going to get into a weird conflict with China over Taiwan, right? So we're going to play this clip from Meet the Press. They're talking to Michael McCall, Texas Congress member. Let's see what he has to say. For the audio listener, this guy is all head, no neck. <laughs> Let's see what he has to say about, you know, why we, why we might have to get involved in Taiwan. Make the basic case for why Americans uh, not only should care about what happens in Taiwan, but should be willing to spill American blood and treasure to defend Taiwan. Nobody wants that. I, I think the deterrence is key here. Uh, we travel to Japan, South Korea. We are in Guam. We are meeting with our allies, our partners here, if you will. They don't have a NATO in the Pacific, but they do have partners. We want to make sure that they are, are ready and supportive of the United States and Taiwan. Uh, the case for Taiwan, that's a very good question. Uh, about 50 percent of international trade goes through the international Straits, but I think more importantly, um, you know, Chuck, is that the TSMC uh, manufactures 90% of the advanced uh, global supply of advanced right. semiconductor chips. It's a lot. If, if China invades and either owns or breaks this, uh, we're in a world of hurt, um, you know, globally. It, Congressman, it almost sounds like the case that would be made in the 60s, 70s, and 80s of why America was spending so much money and military resources in the Middle East. Oil was so important for the economy. Is, is this sort of the 21st century version of that? You know, I, I personally, um, I think it's about democracy and freedom. <laughs> oh, oh, right. <laughs> kind of beautiful. Personally. Why do we have to do this? Because if we let China get their dirty, grubby little hands on those chips, we're fucked. Well, it kind of sounds like you're talking about, well, you know, it's actually about democracy and freedom. Yeah. Well, personally, it's about <laughs> democracy and freedom. Oh, Michael McCall. God bless you, sir. He God bless the United States he, of America. He realized in real time, he said the the thing out loud. Yeah, yeah. And I, I noticed also that he said, we want to make sure that these nations are ready. It's just an interesting use of words. So I guess he's there right now. Taipei, yeah. Yeah. Which is wild. I my my first exposure to Taiwan was when I was a kid, and I had pogs, and they were all made in Taiwan. That was your exposure just, to yeah. That's that's you being exposed to other cultures. That's me being exposed to well, globalism. Look at that. Would you look at that? <laughs> oh, it's made in Taiwan. I'm exposed. I have no. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, <clears throat> um, but yeah. So part of this whole strategy is not only this diplomacy, but <laughs> Also, making sure we can build these things. Right. Um, and so, like I said, uh, the majority, just about half of all this manufacturing money is going toward 
electric vehicle batteries and uh, semiconductors. Um, and it's, I mean, it, it's multifaceted, this thing. Like some, there are retailers, there was this, I was reading about this sock company that, yeah. that wants <clears> to <throat> have socks. <laughs> they want to be able to make these socks faster and get them out quicker. Well, because they're drawing a contrast because a lot of this money is going to these high-tech things, but... Mm-hmm. At the same time, there are a bunch of people. It's Future Stitch is their name. Future Stitch. Right. They are building in a factory in Oceanside, California. Uh, but yeah, a lot of companies. So something like that, they do. They do things where they they need to be, get them out quickly. So it's if there's two teams going to the NBA finals or whatever, they want to be able to right. sell them socks, sell their socks really quickly. Not right? only if there's that, breakdowns in the supply chain, they can't do that. Right. So not only that, but they want to. They don't want to store excess inventory in their stores. They want to have. They want to be able to replenish stock from like an actual factory. Yeah. And apparently just having made in the USA is a whole oh, thing. Oh, it carries a lot of cachet. Yeah. Carries a lot. Yeah. I remember just when I, uh, just like guitars, I remember the, the cheaper Fender Stratocaster was made in Mexico, but the American one was like twice as much and it was, it was nicer. It was, uh, carried more heft. I mean, there's definitely pretty much everything outsourced all their manufacturing to China and there's now very little difference between brands that had a, a reputation for being very well made mm-hmm. it was, they're all just made in the same factories and stuff and right. you don't really get the same value for for spending all that money on the right. same thing uh, I mean I know I don't want to like part of the reason I wanted to get a Yonex racket was they're made in Japan they're not just made in some factory in China by the way did you see that uh, what's his name um, Warren Buffett just invested a fuck ton of money. Yeah. He's he's over in Japan and he invested in like the top five uh, investment trading houses mm-hmm. out there. Just thought that that was interesting. And I think he's he's <clears throat> selling some bonds in yen or something like that. I don't understand. But anywho, I saw an interesting stat that ten percent of the private sector is manufacturing jobs. That's a that's a good amount. Yeah, how much it used to be? Uh, twenty. Th- no, way more than that. Yeah. In World War II, it was mm-hmm. like... So that's the thing. There's two extreme understatements. So the, it was a bit frustrating because, uh, yeah, one of the things they talk about is how many people used to work in factories. They mm-hmm. say U.S. industrial might helped win World War II when nearly half of private sector employees worked in factories. Jesus. That portion plunged after the war thanks to automation and U.S. companies seeking lower costs overseas. You know, they kind of just gloss over the fact that they shipped your fucking job away for cheaper labor and then just kind of those margins decimated cities and towns. But the other one is, again, they kind of just gloss over it. They, they say, but last year U S production capacity showed its strongest growth since 2015 after pandemic driven shortages and delays caused manufacturers to rethink their far flung supply chains. And I think that is just a crazy way of putting it. I mean, anyone who lived through it, it was, a fucking embarrassment, right? Everyone just kind of scratching their heads going, Jesus Christ, we can't even make masks. We can't make any kind of PPE, let alone more important things like respirators, all the, we were just kind of sitting around going, fuck. Yeah. We are a consumption economy. (laughs) We are an entertainment economy. And so people really started to think about this differently. Yeah. And what kind of this, this whole intricate, complicated system mess we made for ourselves means for us yeah uh there are now so many more manufacturing jobs available than there are people to fill them there's like eight hundred thousand. they need like eight hundred thousand. yeah more workers to do this the good news is sort of in in some of these areas where existing factory workers have experience they can just apparently it's kind of like plug and play where hey i have experience working previously in a fucking i don't know shoe making factory and you can just work at a cheese factory too yeah that's what they're talking about in lansing michigan where there's yeah. a bunch of people who were trained on some of these in yeah. some of these factories <clears throat> yeah it's wild that they got this fucking well, i guess they're locally there's dairy farms out there and they just they'd be making cheese you, someone's got to make it giant blocks of cheese where are they fucking what are, dude they said as big as a dishwasher Yes, I saw that. It's fucking insane. It must be for restaurant supply or something. No Jesus idea. Christ! Well, you like, probably, you gotta ship it. You can't. You probably not shipping them in little small blocks. Yeah, it makes sense to ship a. You big say, old "Hey, block. we'll give it to you, Trader Joe's. You cut it up." Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, you got all those damn guys in Hawaiian shirts. Why don't you put them to work? Chop it, up some cheese. It's a double-edged sword, though. This this onshoring of of uh, of manufacturing because, and as is the case with uh, so Black and Decker, the Black and Decker power tool guy. I think it's called Stanley Black and Decker now because they merged. But the CEO said, uh, "You've." It used to be where you would outsource to China or Mexico, but now they're realizing that when they onshore, there's an opportunity to build with automation in mind. So now he said, you might have 50 to 75 people on a line in China or Mexico, but the automated solution that they've created in North Carolina, the current version, has about 10 to 12 people on that line because of the high level of automation. And the 2.0 version, he said, looks like it's going to get down to two to three people on the line. From 50 to 75 in Mexico or China to two to three people. That's fucking bananas, man. That's insane. So it's like, like I said, double-edged sword. Yeah, we're bringing it back to America, but also... For what? For a bunch of robots to do it right. instead of uh, people? <clears throat> They're also pushing to bring them back to a lot of places where there's not strong union presences, so they don't have to do that kind Naturally. of thing. So, Naturally. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, unions have their concerns because it's going to require fewer people to actually do these jobs, and um, it turns out that it's a lot cheaper to do some of this stuff stateside because of the automation, and that's going to can mean less jobs actually right so there's it's, but so it's weird because at this at this at the same time as there's a bunch of hope for because a lot of people are seeing these factories be, springing up around their towns yeah and <clears throat> you know it's having a, a an effect just on other industries right so you know suppliers that cluster around factories create a multiplier effect mm -hmm. making them worthy of public support other factories are popping up in the area hundreds of workers have swarmed over the site since construction began last year and you know that means that people are now like getting food trucks and going and uh this the mayor of st john's roberta coco said that factory has that the factory has invigorated her town shopping district where once empty storefronts now host new businesses we love this who started a clothing boutique called rise up a year ago, said she's thinking about putting a rental apartment above the shop to cater to visiting executives. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of hope around this, but right, there's a lot of traditional worries with the way corporate America is going to structure these things. Yeah, this dork, this absolute nerd, uh, David Mendel, he's a professor of history of, he's a professor of history of engineering at MIT, but he's also a VC. Uh, he does VC in industrial transformation. Uh, he said he thinks rather that we're at the start of a new factory cycle in the United States and a, re a return to a more traditional way of doing things. Right, but he—it's a constant cycle where this is, you know, and then in however many decades or whatever, it's we'll gonna—they're go gonna start shipping them back off to cheap labor yeah. and, or to robots. Or I mean, at that point, the whole goddamn world will be on fire. Yeah, so no kidding. You can build it in your backyard or your bunker. Otherwise, you're not getting it. <laughs> Uh, and keeping up with the spirit of uh, the, the the origins of this show, I thought I'd take it upon myself to look up some automation stocks. These are not at all any kind of recommendation to buy. It's just it was, I found it interesting just how many there are. Uh, if you want to put them on a list and watch them and learn and read about them, there was, these are just a few. There's Teradyne, UiPath, Honeywell, Rockwell, Alteryx, which does like... Uh, software, I think. PTC also does software. Here's a great company name, John Bean Technology. Oh, that's L.L. Bean's brother. <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> uh, that's real. His, his brother didn't want to go into the boot industry. and He's like, I'm going to make computer stuff yeah. instead. John Bean. Uh, Accu and then there, there's, I was looking at some other ones that don't really have to do with automation in factories, but there was one that I found called Accuray that does um, like a surgical fucking blade that also doubles as, it uses like radiation. I don't know what the fuck it does. Um, but so then, that means buy. Oh, absolutely. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, intuitive Surgical is one that I had been hearing about for years this fucking company, apparently like every 36 seconds, there is a surgery that uses one of their things. It's called the Da Vinci like camera or something. It's just like every surgery uses intuitive surgicals shit. 
And then there's another one called Stryker that does the same kind of shit. It's just, God, I feel like that's a weird name for a surgery. That's like a that sounds like a defense company. Stryker. Stryker? Yeah. Stryker with the Y. It's always weird looking at these companies like John Bean Technologies. Never heard of it before in my life. And it's like a fucking $200. Remember that video of the guy that went kind of viral because he like pulled up in his convertible and I guess it was one of those guys who goes, cool car, what do you do or whatever? And he was like, it was something like that. I forget exactly. But he was like, he was like, you know how at the doctor's office you have to blah, blah, blah. And they were like, yeah. He's like, that's because of me. And then he just like drives off. And I guess every time X thing happens, he gets paid, which is great. That's a good oh, way. Yeah. Yeah, we love that. We're happy for him. My name is John Bean. I'm John Bean. Hey, Be- you ever heard of John Bean Technologies? No? Well, that's me. What do I do? I'm John Bean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see you're wearing LL Bean. That's my shitty younger brother. Speaking of LL Bean. He didn't they, understand computers. They do make some stuff in America. I don't know if they make all of it, but for example, they make their... One of the bags I have from them is made in the USA, in yeah. Maine, and it's so fucking sturdy. It's Damn. like... Nice. All right. L.L. Bean bag. Yeah. I just remember my my first exposure to L.L. Bean as a child. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Between Taiwan and L.L. Bean was just seeing those like uh, Subarus or whichever one that was... They they did a partnership with LL Bean. It was like LL Bean. I remember Ford did like an Eddie was, Bauer. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Whoever I don't know. The fuck Eddie uh, Bauer. It was. Sounds like Subaru and LL Bean would team up. Uh, they, that seems like a name of more iconic duo. Yeah, I think it was Subaru and LL Bean. Either LL way. Bean. They don't even have stores out here, so you probably never even saw that. Yeah, I've never been to an LL Bean store. I don't think they have them. Like, yeah. we, oh, it was the Subaru Subaru Outback LL Bean edition. The surprisingly luxurious Lexus Fighting Station Wagon. Ah, there we go. God, a simpler time, huh? Yeah. Just Subarus and Lexus fighting it out. Who's got the more luxurious station wagon? Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, there it is. In all of its glory. So, let's see. On that note, uh, I wanted to... I just thought it was an interesting little aside because... Um, you know, chips, EVs, been a lot of talk about that recently. And uh, original equipment manufacturers, also known as OEMs, there's a lot of fucking there's a lot of fucking um, acronyms in this in this industry. There's so many. I had to Google so many, but there uh, a lot of these automakers are planning for big investments. They're expanding EV production capacity and offerings, and apparently the majority of the costs are in the battery. Um, but they're doing it because of the Inflation Reduction Act incentives. And like we said, the national security has all these companies scrambling to reshore. And they bitch about it, too. They're obviously bitching, like the EPA new thing that we'll get to in a sec. But GM has, they're making four battery plants. Um, We're finding out that most of what CEOs do is just bitch. Bitch, 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 bitch. bitch. Every time there's some kind of thing coming down, they just have to go out and bitch. Yeah. Oh, God. You know what this is going to do to our profits? Fuck yourself. See what this is going to do to our record profits? You stupid crybaby. Um, but <laughs> the good news is with, with the in, in the car world is that the supply chain issues that we had a couple of years ago with the, the chips are, it's, uh, they're easing. These chip companies are catching up. Um, and part of that is due to the fact that these, OEMs are starting to design and produce their own chips, but which you would think would hurt some of these chip companies, but the demand is so fucking great. They're like increasingly every day. It's like more and more components in these fucking cars need to be digital and need chips. Fucking God. Just go back to give me a fucking hand crank window. And no, just a button, that's the one. Th- I don't want to crank my window. That's okay, crazy. fine. We won't do that, but give me just basic fucking buttons. Uh, so another, I just thought I would share another batch of stocks that's, and again, so many of these you would have no idea even existed. There's ON Semiconductor, ST Micro, NXP Semiconductor, Analog Devices. One company is just called Microchip. Damn, how'd they fucking get a hold how'd of that? How'd they come up with that shit? But you read about some of these and it's like, okay, yeah, this one was started in like 2005 and how the fuck? These people are geniuses, man. These these microchip nerds, they're geniuses. What was I doing in 2005? Jerking off, graduating high school. 
Yeah, how could you have come up with a microchip? I don't know. There was, I mean, there's ones that have been around that just started in like 2015. Ay, ay, ay. Bank of America recommended, I just thought this was funny. Bank of America recommended these two companies called Synopsys and Cadence Design Systems. You ever heard of these companies, man? Nope. Yep. They said that they are least exposed to uh, near-term cyclical crap, but they have tailwinds from AI shit. That was verbatim. Yeah, from, yeah. That sounds Bank of that sounds pretty professional from the analysts. Uh, but I, I was looking up a bunch of this stuff about this in the manufacturing process, and my conclusion is that chips are hard. Uh, they are cyclical businesses. There's tons of companies, and so many of them are interrelated. You can have something like. Samsung saying that their phone sales are weak. Well, guess what? Corvo and Skyworks take a shit. No, it's cool. Not Corvo and Skyworks. <laughs> oh, God. My entire 401k is wrapped up in Corvo and Skyworks. <laughs> All tied but up. There's this company called Cirrus Logic, right? 88% of their revenues come from Apple. Well, that's not good because. Yesterday, two days ago for you guys, but yesterday, their stock took an absolute shit. You know why? Because Apple can't sell their fucking no, shit. No, no. Apple announced what? that Isn't the Apple- new iPhone is going to, they're going to remain, they're going to continue to have the, the actual volume buttons and the, uh, the silent mode uh, switch. And they were, they, there were rumors that they were going to switch to just like a sensor that would give you a haptic. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, a haptic kind of response where you, you press oh, it. Oh, and, and it, Cirrus, that was them. Cirrus was going to make yeah. that thing. And since Apple said, actually, we're going to stick with doing the volume button, Cirrus's fucking stock dropped a fuck ton. But didn't, didn't Apple also come out and say their, their PC sales are down like... F- 50% or something like that? Uh, 40 something 40%? percent. Yeah. yeah. And that, you know, that has effects on companies like Skyworks. But the point is, this is why investing is hard. This is why everybody harps on why it's smarter. This is an investment advice, Steve. I love you, Steve. But that's why people harp on just buying like index funds because you look at this shit like you wouldn't think that one little fucking thing one comment from samsung or apple or whoever could uh tank your stock i mean this is also just talking about chip stocks but yeah and then there's so fucking many of them there's lrcx applied materials klac klic uh ultra clean coherent amcor nvmi uh camt aosl and cmo like jesus fucking christ I don't understand. I just don't understand. I don't understand how there's so many of these companies. And what do they all fucking do? How I'm do you like, not understand? We're literally talking about how important they are to literally everything that happens. When, when And when we're talking about this, like, you know, the the, the, the economy will grind to a halt if, if something like America loses their access to all these chips. Right. So, I mean, it makes complete sense. No, totally. But it's every, just... every piece of equipment you use, everything... You, in ways you probably don't even understand. What I'm saying is when I look at what these, I was Googling these companies and trying to understand exactly what they do and make, and it is just the industry speak and the, I, if you don't know enough about the chip manufacturing process, it's just a foreign language. Hmm. Like, But I mean, that's a, I mean, that example is a perfect example of just some tiny little thing of a company just making haptic response. Yeah buttons yeah that you would never think of there's probably a company who makes the actual buttons right the fucking but then that begs the question so like if i'm an investor in one of these i'm thinking well okay how hard could it be for apple to just decide to start doing it themselves kind of like how they used to use intel chips but then they just said actually we're going to start making our own i'm sure there's guys in that stupid circular building right now going Maybe we can just do this in-house. Yeah. Yeah, no fucking kidding. Golly gee. Ah! The EPA. <laughs> Let's go to the EPA. Well, speaking of all this, <clears throat> you know, companies investing more in EV and everything. Right. If, if things go the way the EPA wants it to. What is the EPA they're want? Not gonna, they're not going to have a choice, right? The EPA has proposed new rules. Basically... They can't control what companies make and put out, but they can 
make a new rule. They they have a new they they are proposing a new rule on tailpipe emissions, which basically the only way for car manufacturers to uh, be in compliance with this rule right. would, be, would be for them to shift heavily into EVs. Right. Like hugely. We're talking, you know, two thirds of the cars they're putting out and selling. Um, and that's just for kind of passenger vehicles. And then it would have to be like a third of all heavyweight vehicles would have to be in compliance with this or um, electric vehicles to comply with this. Right. And I don't think it would go into effect until 2027. Correct. And yeah, so there's going to be challenges to this. I'm sh- I think there already is challenges to this from the right. Oh yeah, uh, they're they're immediately saying that this is government overreach. They're saying they're saying it's government overreach and that it's uh, it's it's stifling fucking innovation. I don't know, but there are so this goes back to the uh, the unions. The unions are actually concerned about this because there is a question. Currently, right, because less people work on cars when it comes to electric right. car manufacturing. It requires significantly less workers, fewer right. workers to... Than the internal combustion engine does. Right. And not only that, but EVs are more expensive. So there's a question of whether the consumer demand is actually strong enough to warrant this kind of... Well, that's the thing. It's going to have to be a multi-front thing, right? We've talked about many times, like, there are still so many obstacles to this. People don't... People don't buy them not because they're like, oh, I hate EVs. They're more expensive. They just, right. even with your, you know, everyone talks about, what is it, $7,500 tax rebate you get for buying one. And again, that's going to be, that's not something you get immediately, right? You're going to get that when you file your taxes. You're going to get that in your return. Most people can't just be like, oh, well, uh, it's fine. I'll get that $7,500 later. Yeah. Uh, they're expensive. Range anxiety is still the biggest thing for people oh, and without the proper infrastructure. And again, the Biden administration said they are, they are committed to building out this infrastructure. What did they say? Half a million charging stations or something like that across the country. Right. Um, and there's still no universal. I don't well, it's it. really just, I think Tesla's a holdout. They have a separate right. thing, but I think they're Tesla. I don't know if they've done it yet, but they've been talking for a while now. They want to open up their charging network to other vehicles. Should be smart because they're the fastest, yeah. right? And then you have other private networks. I think the Rivian Adventure Network. I don't know how far along they are now, but <clears throat> but yeah, it's just not there yet. I mean, we went to when we went to the tennis tournament in the desert. One of our friends drove out in his Tesla, and it was a bit like on the way home. He was like, "Where the fuck am I gonna?" Is there nothing on the way home? There must be, but he had like 40 miles left and he's oh. trying to game it out. And it's yeah. like, I'll just pop it over to the gas station. Yeah. I mean, you. So they're going to have to figure out all these things at once to get people to sure. do it. They're going to have to get manufacturers on board. They're going to have to get people on board, consumers on board. Their whole thing is this is uh, uh, for combating global warming, climate, climate change. We got to reduce our carbon emissions. How about. Instead of forcing all of these car makers to do this shit, how about we invest just as much heavily into fucking public transport? Commie. Piece of shit. You pinko. You You call me a commie till the cows come home. (laughs) And uh, I don't give a shit. Well, I mean, that's the real thing, right? This is all all kind of for... I don't know. It's fucking well because we we're cars are big business, but well, the real thing is no one wants to change their lifestyle, right? No one wants to make any real changes, and I, I, I genuinely do think if you want to make any real difference, it's people are gonna have to start living differently, and they don't want to do that. So this is our because they don't know any better, though. That's not true. <sighs> okay. Well, I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna speak to the uh, how much people know, but. Yeah, I don't. We're gonna have to like live in walkable cities, use things like yes, public transportation. You know, but we don't want to do that. Yeah. So our fix is well, we'll just make everyone do electric cars. Which then begs the question: two things. Got to get those uh, uh, natural resources from somewhere—the lithium and the cobalt and all that other shit. Got to get that from somewhere. It doesn't just fucking come out of the ground like a. a Magically, boys. Am I right? Am boys, I right, boys? Come on, we got to dig. 
We're losing the boys. We need more. Yeah, we're losing the boys. Boys, we got to get you guys. You want a job? Get into lithium mining. But that's why, as Elon said, we will coup whoever we want. Yeah, we will coup. Oh, Jesus Christ. But then that also begs the question. Our infrastructure can't... Can our infrastructure even fucking handle all these electric vehicles that are going to need charging? California famously... Was it last summer or the summer before? I don't know. You got to tell me. I what think you're it was last summer. Sorry, <laughs> it was last summer when it was. Sorry, California famously last summer had to ask people to not charge their electric cars because the grid couldn't handle it. Oh yeah, yeah, and and yet we're all supposed. California is supposed to stop uh, uh, the sale of of uh, uh, internal combustion engine cars in a decade. Like and what it, are we doing? What are we doing to be able to support all of these new electric cars? And the West got so hot, uh, roads were buckling all over Oregon, Washington. Really? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, that's a problem because so, normally it doesn't get that hot. Have fun there. in your electric car. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. I, I don't know what. Why not just put fucking uh, solar panels on the roofs? They do that. <laughs> no. No, that doesn't. I don't think they have. I don't think they have that capability. Oh shit! I thought that the like Tesla Plaid or whatever could do that. Fucking Jesus Christ! (sighs) They just need to make us president. We'll figure it all out, man. I I always say no. What about like secret president? What if you could rule in secret? Make the rules there. The basic reason is for lack of oh acreage. Without getting into the technical nitty gritty, there just isn't enough space for a large enough solar collection system on top of cars to make a meaningful contribution to the charging needs of the battery. Okay, thank you. Why don't they you, just make Google. the whole thing out of a solar panel? Yeah. Why don't, why don't just they just make, make the, the whole, whole car out of a solar, solar panel? panel. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, speaking of Tesla, they fucking they. There was this headline that came out about how uh, Tesla workers were sharing internally private. Right, video. so Teslas have cameras all over them, and yes. it, they they turn on whenever there's a bump or any kind of accident or whatever. It starts recording for you. Yeah, and so I guess there was some report that they were sharing around at the offices these recordings that they said were private. Yeah, and I guess they weren't sharing them to the public. But true, it sucks though. It's a bit like it's a bit like the NSA. You know, laughing at you for getting dumped in your texts. (laughs) Some of the recordings caught Tesla customers in embarrassing situations. One employee described a video of a man approaching a vehicle completely naked. I mean, so, oh, God. One crash video in 2021 showed a Tesla driving at high speed in a residential area, hitting a child riding a bike. The child flew in one direction, the bike in another Oh yeah, yeah. Why would you want to watch that if you're a Tesla employee? Because they're fucking. I don't know. Hey, could someone queue up some uh, children getting hit? I, yeah, I had a bad. Elon just yelled at me. Can someone? Can someone pull up that kid getting fucking hit? Uh, I mean, I guess those videos aren't necessarily of the Tesla owners themselves. Could be, I guess. No, I think that one sounds like it was of a bike owner. Yeah. <laughs> Tesla, they did come out and say, we really value the, the privacy of our customers. Mm. And, um, mm. We would, I mean, these 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 videos are the 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 people are anonymous. It's not like we know who they are. Okay, all right, fine, whatever. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little worried. I don't. I have an internal combustion engine car right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little bit worried it's going to be hard to sell it when I want to. In like seven years. Yeah. So keep it. Well, I don't want to keep, like, I probably want an electric car. Gas is so expensive. Yeah, it's insane here. So, I'd love to get rid of it. But that was the thing. I didn't want to, they had a hybrid version of my car. It was probably close to $10,000 more expensive. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Jesus fucking Christ. You can't fucking win. You can't win these days with the gas. My car is on empty. I got to fill that shit up. You know who's not making it easier on us? Those fucking guys in Middle East. <laughs> OPEC? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You guys know what OPEC is? You guys know what OPEC is? Do you? Yeah, it's the oil producing... It... What no, is don't, it? Don't pull it up. <laughs> Fuck. What is All right, it? oil producing... Oil producing... Uh, 
Eastern countries. There's no way you think it's that. No, no, I'll, no. It's uh, I know what it is, but I can't remember. <laughs> it's oil producing economy. <laughs> Fuck. What companies? Countries. I know oil producing blank countries, right? No. O- oil producing something cartel. No. Fuck. Fuck. What is it, Emil? I don't know what it is. Really? Mm-mm. Okay, what do you get? It's it's confusing. I don't have a guess. Just show it to us. Yeah. Organization the, of the Petroleum Exporting Countries. I knew it wasn't oil producing, though, because it's like, that's the one that... So, for those of you who don't know, OPEC is the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries, and it is a permanent intergovernmental organization create... Wait. Created... Uh, at the Baghdad Conference on September 10th through 14th in 1960 by Iran, Iraq, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, and Venezuela. They basically all get together as some of the biggest uh, oil-producing countries, and they dictate how uh, oil prices are going to be, by how much production they're going to increase or decrease, and they just did right. what? Saudi Arabia likes it when... when Oil barrels of oil cost around a hundred dollars a barrel, right? Yeah, and so they they cut production so that it's going to get more expensive to artificially reduce the supply, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> we're just kind of at the mercy of that. Yep, um, gas is going to get more expensive. I mean, one of the big problems is right now we are in this precarious situation with inflation and everything and the economy is kind of under stress in so many sectors, mm-hmm. uh, including, you know, we just saw everything with the banking sector, but when oil prices go up, everything gets more expensive. Yeah. So it's, we're at this weird thing where we're like, well, okay, you guys are kind of playing chicken with how much can the economy handle? Yeah. And they need more money though. Uh, according to them, they do, right? They want, uh, they've got all these, modernization projects and stuff, right? The kingdom also needs more money to pay for the Crown Prince's Vision 2030 project and its so-called giga projects, such as the development of the futuristic city Nyom and on the Red Sea. Vision 2030 has long been the centerpiece of the Crown Prince's plans to reform the kingdom, but has struggled to attract international investment. Um, You know, so... Their energy minister says their task is to generate cash to make sure that Saudi gets the highest return on its investments, including from its domestic oil production. Domestic okay. ambition trumps everything else under MBS. You ever think, sir, Mr. Crown Prince, that if you made oil cheaper, people would be more inclined to get out and drive their cars? That's just one guy's opinion. Well, I mean, it's funny timing, too, with all this EPA stuff, too, yeah. cause be, because... Some of these people who are some these people who are going to challenge it are talking about. So, for example, the Attorney General of West Virginia, Patrick Morrissey, um, is one of the people backing the challenge. He said this is, administration is hell bent on destroying America's energy security and independence by making us dependent on resources and components that can only come from abroad. He's talking it's, about the Biden administration. Yeah, yeah, with the electrification of things. But yeah. it's like, sir, we are currently dealing with that. Yeah. Well, and it's also interesting because America, you would think that based on how uh, seemingly held hostage we are by the whims of OPEC, that we don't produce any oil. We produce the most oil out of everyone. Yeah. By far. And you know who did that? Ronald Reagan? No. John F. Kennedy? No. Roosevelt? Dude, you're going way too far back. George Bush? Obama. Obama? He brags about it. I'm the one who did that. I'm uh you the US being the that. number one producer of oil. I'm the one who did that. Yeah. He ta- he, he he loves to brag about his um right-wing bona fides. <laughs> I I mean, I guess I can kind of appreciate the precarious position you would find yourself in where it's like, "Hey, we got all this fucking oil. We need to be a little more energy independent, but don't we ship a bunch of it out? Like, why not keep it within the family, man?" Right? Yeah. Stop shipping it out, dude. Keep it here. Let's hoard this fucking oil. You heard it here first, folks. Ben Kahn. Let's hoard the when oil. When he runs for secret president, let's hoard the oil. When I am elected secret president, I will ensure that we hoard this oil. And we'll have a Christmas miracle or a Hanukkah miracle. It'll be meant to last for one year, but we'll make it last eight years until we can get to this uh, 
until we can get EVs fully up and running and figure out a fucking way to have the grid not fully collapse. Jesus Christ. But yeah, so not only that, but our strategic reserves we've dipped into. That's what Biden did to try to uh, keep gas prices down over the last year. And yeah, but Saudi Arabia thinks that, oh, the, the world economy, as fragile as it is right now, can actually handle these higher prices. Well, hey, someone's got to pay for Vision 2030, baby. Like, dude, if you're... You, you, if if you want people to come visit your country and you want to have these ambitious things, that's great. But you're not going to, if you help plunge the world into a recession because of your ambitions, you're not going to have people being able to afford to come out and check out your cool new Sim City, you know? Mm, I don't know. I just think it kind of is a big ass to have people invest in your new Desert city that's going to be in. Probably a pretty inhospitable yeah. location in 2030. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, no one's investing. No know? one's investing in my desert city. <laughs> Gosh. Like, the region is getting extremely hot. And, oh, if there's a power uh, outage in Dubai, it's like you could die within four hours or something without <laughs> air conditioning and water. And it's just funny to blame yeah. foreign investors. Yeah. Hey, guy, how about you plant some trees? I don't know. Jesus Christ. Also, they're worth trillions of dollars. Who? These people, these Saudi guys. Oh. They're worth, I, I think they're, Saudi Aramco is valued at, I don't know, $3 trillion. Calm down, sir. <sighs> these people, I swear. These guys, these oil guys. That's what I mean when I say these people. Sure, sure. These sure. oil guys. I'm talking about Texas guys, too, with the big old hats. Uh, we are running out of time. Do you want to try to get into one of these, the Bitcoin or the or the Clarence Thomas? I defer to you, my friend. Fuck, they're both very funny. Mm-hmm. We could. We do, could do both. We could do both. We'll see. All right, let's let's do the Bitcoin thing real quick. Bitcoin went back above 30,000. Bitcoin above 30,000. <clears> Bitcoin's going to a million. <laughs> Bitcoin to 100 million. Yeah, Bitcoin is back up. And in the wake of this, there was a, there was a big New York Times story, which, I mean, it's, it's very long and, and dense. You, you should look into it. It's very wild. They, they basically claim to have done an in-depth look, and they use this nonprofit who, who measures a lot of these things with the use of resources around cryptocurrency mining. And they found that there's a huge cost for these operations. And what kind of cost? Well, so for they they had a bunch of stories. If you click on the if you click on the link, the the first story is probably the most ex- egregious example, but they have other examples as well. And so there's this story about uh, you probably remember the the Texas power grid. Um, Who could forget uh, collapsing? Yes, and so the first. The first story, it opens with this first story about, you know, so Texas was grasping for, gasping for electricity. Winter storm Uri had knocked out power plants across the state, leaving tens of thousands of homes in icy darkness. By the end of February 14th, 2021, nearly 40 people had died, some from freezing, some from the freezing cold. Meanwhile, in the husk of a one-time aluminum smelting plant, an hour outside of Austin, row row upon row of computers were using enough electricity to power about 6,500 homes as they raced to earn Bitcoin, the world's largest cryptocurrency. Mm. Um, go down a little bit because, you know, whatever, they explain how it works. But in Texas, the computers kept running until just after midnight. Then the state's power grid o- operator ordered them ordered them shut off under an agreement that allowed it to do so if the system was about to fail. In return, it began paying the Bitcoin company BitDeer an average of $175,000 an hour to keep the computers offline. Over the next four days, BitDeer would make more than $18 million Holy fuck. for not operating from fees ultimately paid by Texans who had endured the storm. Good for BitDeer. Good so for they, you. They go through these things where not only are they using... Uh, using power when others are going without it they can they then have these opportunities in certain states especially new york pennsylvania texas and i'm blanking on the other one but they have these agreements where when they uh, willingly shut off their power they get paid these absurd amounts of money right so uh 
let's see here. So, oh yeah. So in some states, notably New York, Pennsylvania, and Texas, Bitcoin operators' revenue can ultimately come from other power customers. The clearest example is Texas, where Bitcoin companies are paid by the grid operator for promising to quickly power down if necessary to prevent blackouts. In practice, they rarely are asked to shut down and instead earn additional money while doing exactly what they would have been doing anyway. Five operations have collectively made at least $60 million from that program. Jesus fucking God. So... You know, this is obviously wrong and FUD and the oh, yeah. New York Times just hates. Um, and also, how much how much <clears throat> CO2 does New York Times emit? Huh? Right. Well, they also point out that Correct. apparently this is, you know, it's not necessary to have this complicated of a of an algorithm like Bitcoin does. Some some currencies like Ethereum have put in place systems that have made it easier to mine cryptocurrency so you don't have to use all this mm-hmm. energy but the funniest part about this is that there's been a pushback and it's annoying because you know i don't like to just read a new york times story and go like well i'm sure they're right but sure. and but crypto is always the hardest to get to get a like an accurate an accurate reasonable response totally. and so the responses were either just uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, in, in Django Unchained, oh. going doing that fucking meme face with a Bitcoin, <laughs> you know, and you're like, okay, that <laughs> isn't a response. Or it's like uh, Natalie Brunel had a on the show who came on the show. She she re- responded to them and she was like, but this is worth it for because the ultimate cost is us not having. Bitcoin. And you're like, okay, and so. Uh, and then some of the, there are some people who are saying these are way overstated amounts of energy they're using. Yeah. And, but there's not a lot, like no one had good links for anything to respond to it. And the best one, the best one was Riot Platforms, who is named in the article as one of these farms doing these, uh, or as one of these mining people. And, well, let's just watch it. But they, they start out by saying, we're not going to watch the whole thing. You'll, zero carbon emissions, right, they right. claim. You'll get what's happening in a very short while. We're here out in Rockdale, Texas. Uh, we've got lots of plants here. These plants are consuming CO2. He's in a fucking field oxygen, with grass. Which is fantastic. <laughs> when we measure CO2 out here, we're in the green. Uh, there are very low levels of CO2, 455 parts per million of CO2. Just fantastic reading. Uh, Rockdale has some of the freshest air I've ever breathed. So uh, this is a great way to establish a baseline. Um, let, we're gonna go inside the mining facility and we're going to see how much is this number going to go up. Uh, if the number does not go up, then the mining rigs are not emitting <laughs> any CO2. Just a total troll. Down, that would be interesting as well. So These, let's find out. Let's find right. out. Where the science happens. Okay. The largest Bitcoin mining facility in the United States. Outside, we were at 455 parts per million. Let's find out what we're at inside. Inside, we're at four. Well, would you look at that? All right, you can pause it. <clears throat> it's just, but so the spirit of, of crypto is trolling. And but that's the thing. Either one of two things is takes. either happening. He's either genuine and a moron and thinks that that's how CO2 emissions work. Yeah. And that when they're Bitcoin mining, they're just all kind of spraying off. But what people are really talking about is that you need to burn fossil fuels to power these things. Yeah. Or he's trolling. I think he's And trolling. so I'm sure he's, I'm, yeah. I imagine he's trolling. But that's the only thing. You either get like, fuck you, suck it, like, you suck, ha 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 ha. Total disingenuous <laughs> takes like that. Or just absolute bird-brained, yeah. moronic shit. And I'm like, okay. bravo. I mean, they've, they're, they're, they're always figuring out a new scam. Yeah. You, you got to give it to them. You really do. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking God. Well, it's our fault for not buying Bitcoin. I mean, look at us. Hey, I think year to date, if you got in, you would have doubled your money. Yep. Yeah, actually. <laughs> well, folks, I guess uh, that just about wraps it up for this episode of uh, Trillionaire Mindset. We hope you enjoyed it. 
um, leave us a comment. We 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 love to hear what the Let boys. Let us know if you like the boys only episode. Yeah. Uh, this uh, I think next week we're doing girls only. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so so boys, we hope you enjoyed this because next week you can't tune in. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy it. Watch it twice. Maybe watch it again next week. Yeah. Because you know you won't be able to tune into the girls only episode. As always, if you made it this far, what the fuck? What the fuck? You're sick. You're, a You're fucking sick. weirdo. We'd like it if you got help. Yeah. But thank you for your support nonetheless. And we're going to go into After Hours now, tmgstudios.tv, where we're going to talk about all sorts of crazy shit, man. Oh, my God. Look at this, these topics. Holy God. Oh, my God. We're oh going to talk God. about that? That's gonna... What? I I don't know if I can. I don't know if we well, can say that. Paywalls, yeah, it is behind a paywall. We're gonna be naughty. But that is a crazy wow. Girls are allowed in this one. So anyway, this week on After Hours, the olive oil infused coffee, like even oleato. It sounds like it sounds like an Italian word. Oleato. I bet I huh. could handle it. I eat so much olive oil. Next week, I'm going back. I'm getting back on the wagon, back on the horse, and I'm gonna whip that horse's behind horse is just shitting everywhere these are lethal weapons and if i were to punch you you would die so i don't feel like going to jail today not again i just got out of prison i'm not going to back i'm not going back <laughs> did he hear it i'm looking at my friend did he hear it sign up on tmgstudios.tv to watch the full bonus episode